Welcome back to the White Gray Black Weekly Manga Podcast. This is the podcast where we talk about all of your favorite ongoing Japanese manga. My name is Bruce. I am the proprietor of the White Gray Black YouTube channel. With me again this week is my sidekick, Gautam. Here to say the day. Hello. This week, we're going to take you on a tour of superhero manga and how they have some big issues for us as readers. Uh, we'll start out with chapter 406 of My Hero Academia, take a look at a series that we praised very highly a few months ago, which is maybe falling from grace a little bit. That's Vibration Man, chapter 27. And we will finish it off with a nice solid slice of clean dessert of One Punch Man, chapter 196. All that, anime announcements, manga news, and more coming right up. So let's get right in with My Hero Academia. Uh, this is chapter 406, Kohei, Kor- Kohei Horikoshi. Uh, Gautam, we're at, we've, I, I was about to say we're at the climax of the current arc, and I was going to say, no, we're nearing the climax, but I think the real answer is we have been at a, in the climax, in the climax yeah. for <laughs> easily three months now, <laughs> for a long ass time. Um, yeah. This arc is... Uh, this arc has pacing issues because I think we need a little bit more breathing room between some of these things. But this chapter in particular, I think we both thought was pretty decent uh, compared to some of the earlier ones. So, yeah, it, it's it's kind of complicated to compliment My Hero Academia when I find so much of it doesn't work. Yeah. Uh, but I truly thought this was a, a great chapter. And like this was a, a fun as fuck chapter. And I'm not even a Bakugo fan. I don't even like yeah, that Yeah, sa- same. I Bakugo yeah. is I I do think that the the fight between Deku Deku and Bakugo, which is like uh, a little less than halfway, it's like chapters one forty or something like that. Um, that is, I think, the peak of My Hero Academia. I think that is the best part of it. I think that happens after All Might kind of does his big last stand and takes down one for no all for yeah. That one. was that was a really good fight. That is a uh, great fight. And that is maybe the last time I thought that Horikoshi had the time to really sort of choreograph a fight in a really smart way. And the paneling there, I think, is good. I think a lot of that he's lost as time goes on, just because I think he's working a little bit more. Uh, I think he's week burnt week. out. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, a 406 chapters, right? I mean, that's more than eight years My Hero Academia has been out. Um, I think chapter one... Chapter one might have been 2014, so it might be right at nine years, but uh, yeah, it's, but anyways, this, this chapter is good. I, I didn't really care about the first couple of pages where it's sort of like, oh, let, you know, it's a, the sort of newscast over the whole fight doesn't, I don't jive with that. That, that doesn't really matter. I think this, uh, uh, who cares? You're right. Yeah, like, it's, it's sort like of a, like, okay, you get us up to date with where everything's going, you know, and all that stuff, but yeah. But this I, panel, of course, yeah. This, this, this is a rocks. good panel. This is a great spread. Yeah, I all the negative things that we we have said in the past about My Hero Academia and its sort of pacing and plotting and character and all these little issues we have with it. The art remains fantastic. It I think the art sick. in Weekly Shonen Jump is probably still the best. I can't think of anything else that has better. Just sort of, you know, in 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 inner panel art, I guess I would say. Because uh, yeah, this is sick. It like Deku with the ex user of the past that's giving him the danger sense, whatever behind him, uh, Shigaraki Bakugo, and then all for one. Yeah. 
that yeah. looks great. It's a, and the and the like go beyond. That's like it's classic. It's the catchphrase. Uh, this is great. That, I that could is, just leave it here. Um, and it's a good catchphrase. Uh, yeah. It's it's weird. We live in a bizarre world because uh, we brought My Hero Academia and Vibration Man, and the last time we did that, we were pretty sour on Hero and mm. pretty pretty damn glowing on Vibration Man. And I think today's a little bit of opposite day. It is. Uh, yeah. I when I read this chapter, I'm like, I, I go into every hero chapter expecting to just either be bored or like, ugh, you know, uh, like confu- and- I get confused and messed up because I think it's really messy a lot of the times, even though it's like, oh, that's a really cool art piece or maybe one really cool panel. But it's like, how did we get there? I think the action, the the problem is it's like a huge action climax thing and the action is often not uh, paneled very well. So that's how I usually feel hey. when I read it. Yeah, I agree. It's it's like it's hard to see. It's like a, a game with a bunch of particle effects, right? It might mm. look beautiful, but it's like hard to tell what's going on yeah. sometimes. Uh, but yeah, it, effectively, this was just fun as fuck. Bakugo yeah. is it just I, I don't know why he's so uh, I didn't ex- understand the explanation of why his power works better now or his power up. But I don't think that really matters. Uh, who, who cares about any of that? Uh at the end of the day, he's just fucking bouncing around, going crazy. Yeah, uh, d- dude is fighting like a maniac, and I I think that's great. This is uh, his Captain Explodo murder, whatever his hero name is, uh, suits him pretty well. Yeah, uh, he, yeah, he, dude, he's he's like unhinged this chapter, and this is my favorite page. Yeah, these um, these pages I loved, where uh, one for all, or sorry, all for one is is zooming and obviously underestimating every human being he sees, including Bakugo. And the dude jump scares the final boss in the, in the top left panel. It's like you, a horror movie panel. Or even the top yeah. right panel where he's like, huh, what? Yeah. Huh? Yeah. It, it, this is, uh, this is like the face of like a, in a slasher movie, a victim about to get murdered. Uh, and the killer's face probably looks like that in the slasher yeah, movie. It's like too. a killer clown from behind the, where it's like, oh, he's got a smile on his face. Yeah, it's, I, I I appreciated that. It's just like all for one has been s- such a shithead and so cocky and self-assured. It's it's nice seeing Bakugo kind of make him shit his pants a little, him bit. a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and something else that's great. And this happened with. So the past, I don't know, like eight, seven or eight chapters, maybe had a lot of good All Might stuff in it where he made All Might like look really wild and crazy eyed also. Um this like sort of this top left panel of Bakugo here also. Horikoshi somehow just draws these characters like really well. Like if a character goes like wild and unhinged, and I think thinking back now, even all the way back to like Stain, right? Who's like one of the mm-hmm. maybe the first kind of big bad to show up first or second. Um, Stain also had this kind of like unhinged open mouth look. And that was a great design character. I think people really like Stain. I know I did. Um, in the sort of early se- I was seasons because I was watching the anime at the time. Um, this is something Hori is consistently good at is character design yeah. and uh, costume design. Uh, like he 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 just has it. He has yeah. the talent just like regardless of what you want to say about Bleach and Kubo, which are kind of similar things said mm-hmm. about my hero nowadays. Uh, Kubo also had that. So, yeah, yeah. Hori, Hori's masterclass, man, at this. He's great. But even just taking a character, I mean, Bakugo's design hasn't changed but the way that he sort of is like drawing him in a more crazy style and it was kind of the same with all might right like all might's face design didn't change but in those past chapters he made him look crazier and messed up and something about that like hori i think hori really likes doing that or maybe he's just really good at it i don't know but every time that happens it's like 
it's just awesome. Like, cause yeah, you're right. I really like Bakugo here. Something I really like, um, story-wise that isn't, it's hard to Real praise. Real quick, it isn't, before you get to oh, that, yeah. uh, I want to say my favorite example of what you just mentioned <coughs> is actually Deku's shitty ass costume that his mom made. I hate that costume. Mm. Um, yeah. when he, he goes edgy boy mode, yeah. it's the same costume, but designed with like dark lines and colors to make him look like a edgy little, little guy. And I thought that was like a really good, good yeah. redesign of a design that already exists. Yeah, um, it's I yeah. you're absolutely right. That is it. It does make it look much cooler, even though that whole arc I thought was bad. It was, uh, it was the, bad. Was, the yeah. character design of Deku there is much better. Yeah. But um, oh, what I wanted to mention was uh, like I was saying, I don't I don't know if it's totally backed up by all the writing up to this point. It's it's my hero, so it's probably not. But I like and especially on this page, I went back to it right with sort of the two two good guys, two bad guys facing off. Um, the, the, what this, the sort of symmetry of, okay, it's Deku versus Shigaraki. And then it's Bakugo versus all for one. That's really cool. I, I wish it had been set up better. Cause I think if it had been set up better as more of a, Oh, Bakugo is going to be the one who's up there with Deku and is going to be the one who's going to, you know, take on the responsibility of fighting the big bad if that had been sort of set up and and if we got there in a better way, I'd feel even better about it. But I do think that like at the end of the day, Bakugo is the sort of second most important school hero yeah, character in the, in the, in the series. Right. I mean, and, and like I said, I think this is really cool. If you flash all the way back to the Bakugo and Deku fight, you know, 180 chapters ago or whatever it was, because they face off against each other. They haven't like, fought since then right they've kind of been more on the same team stuff has converged um i just think it's really cool to have you know as as opposed to this all just being all deku versus shigaraki or kind of doing uh, which is kind of where i thought we were going and we did that for a little bit again really this, this uneven arc a, a, a pacing nightmare we should, yeah. we should the deku versus shigi should have all the time in the world right this should this should not be like flashed back to Every once in a while. I don't even know what's yeah, going I mean, on like, in that fight. Yeah. Got a, oh, we got an all for one flashback in this chapter, which was a little weird. Um, uh, I do like that this in this panel, though, it's like uh, the Shigaraki and Bakugo look like the villains. If you have no context of the series, like mm -hmm. for the series, uh, arguably Bakugo looks like more of a villain. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, I just think it's uh, how do I say it? It's it's it was well crafted in this chapter and especially with some of these things that, OK, maybe the next couple of chapters are going to be like a two sided fight. Right. Like we're going to see two fights at the same time against essentially the two big bads, because I always thought it was really strange um, leading up to all this because I was like, oh, OK, yeah, it's going to be Shigaraki. He has the the powers of all for one. Um, that's just he's there's a singular big bad guy. And then this art kind of through my expectations and said, no, like one for, uh, sorry, all for one is a separate bad guy with his own body and Shigaraki, but Shigaraki also has all the powers. And so there's now there's sort of like two big bads where I thought there was just going to be one. So I wasn't sure how they're going to handle it. And I think this is a good answer to it, right? Cause you think, oh yes, there is one lead main superhero class, uh, one superhero schoolboy character and it's Deku. And this is kind of a reminder of like, well, but Bakugo is very much sort of like that. There's the secondary protagonist of this story. So 
I like all of that. You know, I I, I kind of take umbrage with a lot of stuff about this, uh, but I don't need to go over it because we already have. But I I think one point I have an issue with is how how much how good Bakugo is, right? Deku's supposed to be the genius here, or like the guy, the hard worker who's taking all the notes and all that stuff. And he was given the god hack power, the best fucking quarter. Yeah. yeah. And Bakugo is ass pulling his way to the same power level. Hold on, hold on. Okay, first of all, before you go on, everybody get in the comments, because I know you're going to say what I'm about to say. Bakugo is ranked number two in class A, as far as grades go. I Bakugo is not... The he's no, he's no slouch. He's Don't a hothead, but he is not an idiot, right? Like he is he is still smart. He is still powerful. He still is he. I he is not the last place meathead that a lot of he seems I, I, to be a lot of times. So that's that's my response. But I, I I suppose how I feel about this is that it feels like Bakugo is the main character because Deku is the one who got the handouts, mm-hmm. so it makes sense that he's here. Bakugo is the one who busted his ass to get here. So I get why Bakugo is so beloved, but it just makes Deku look even worse. Yeah, well, and that's is. And and you're hitting on an issue that I think. You and I and a lot of people or at least a a large chunk of people have with sort of where the story went after kind of the halfway point, Um, because, yeah, it used to be, okay. Deku has this extremely strong power, but it is like very detrimental for him to use it. It's very bad for him to destroy his body he can't you know he has he has his limits are kind of very low in using the power right he can do like one big punch and he's done um and so he was very much an underdog or at very least he was a sort of uh untapped potential um but basically as soon as that goes away as soon as he can just use his powers without any retribution and especially i would say after he unlocks the sort of like by the way you have 14 superpowers instead of just one um Suddenly, yeah, Deku now becomes this like, oh, by the way, you're you're God. Like you just have every power. You didn't really have to like work for any of the other ones. You know, I I would say that if he had just worked through having the super strength and having that affect his body, that would have been good and say, oh, okay, you know, he understands it now. He can control it. If he goes too far, it'll still break him. But we just kind of lost that thread, like about halfway through the story. Like he just we lost Deku's personality along with that thread because mm-hmm. he doesn't have any stakes attached to his power. Yeah, he could just use it freely. So Hori can't even write creative ways to use his power because he doesn't have to work around anything. Yeah, there's he is just exactly. all might again, you know, and I, I think Hori went in initially uh, with the idea like where Deku is using kicks and other things to compensate. Because he isn't all mine. He isn't just naturally gifted at this. So yeah, he's a huge buff guy. Yeah, right. Yeah, uh, but I, I that flew out the window as soon as Deku lost the consequence of hurting himself and yeah. also gained all those other powers. It's like you have no reason for the the character to strategize his abilities. Uh, yeah, it's and just he can does, he, and he doesn't. He doesn't. Can he, yeah. can he move fast enough? Can he punch hard enough? Can he dodge the other guys? Yeah, it's it simplifies stuff. You're right. It's that is a big, big problem because I really like Deku generally. I would say like up through definitely up through the Yakuza and then the sort of what's it called? The school festival arc after that. And even up through his fight with Bakugo, which I think is it, I don't it, it's because you have to after think that. about it. after like, that, like yeah. do you remember the 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 uh, tournament arc in the school? 
Yeah, uh, which is like the best like, part of My Hero Academia. <laughs> like, probably. It, it was such a good part. And like one of my favorite parts, it wasn't even a fight. It was like them doing a race at the beginning. Yeah, the very and first test. Yeah. Or second Deku test. didn't even use his powers, really. He, he just pulled up a riot shield and uh, bounced through a minefield by using the yeah, riot that's right, shield. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he didn't even use his powers. He just used his brain. And I'm like, that is badass. That that was like one of my favorite Deku moments. And you never get that anymore because he doesn't have to think outside the box. He can brute force mm. everything. And he hasn't had to do for a long, long time now. I would definitely yeah, say. Yeah. And I remember because we sort of became friends right around the time that I think the Yakuza arc was ending. And we talked about this as we read it. Um, we both had big complaints about how. Oh, what's the little girl's name? How Aerie was just time reversing and letting Deku go all out. At the yeah. time, I think that that's sort of better than where we are now, obviously. Like, okay, having oh, to clearly, have like yeah. a second person with you to do that. But a lot of people had some issues with, with the climax of that arc because it was all, well, Deku was supposed to have to deal with all this body damage. That's the interesting thing. He can't go too hard or he'll, you know, kill himself or break his arms or destroy his body or whatever. And Aerie's just reversing that. And while kind of in hindsight, looking back, I go, yeah, but that's a pretty cool way to do it, right? That's a pretty cool way to say, hey, temporarily, you don't have these things. Go all out. The problem is after that arc, um, he just hasn't, it's like he hasn't really had to go all out, but also he, there's been no repercussions to his strength power. There's been like oh. real, no real damage to his body other than the couple of times he's gotten, you know, beaten up in a fight or hurt or whatever. And it's just, yeah, it just removed all that complexity, all that character, removed all the smarts he had to use to try to fight around it. Um, well, he's yeah. like, he's like pushing his limit right now. He's like beyond all out, but we don't feel any tension because like, in our mind, it's like, what is, what is Deku going to do? He's going to punch even harder or yeah. get another reserve. Effect. Like, there's no strategy that he'll come up with. Yeah. I, at least that's how I feel about it. Right? I mean, and so I'll even throw it back for comparison to the sports festival, right? Which is um, Todoroki versus Deku, which I think a lot of people love that fight. I mean, uh, that might actually a, be the best part it, of the whole series. But yeah, the Bakugo versus Deku fight is compared is comparable, but I think that is the best fight of the series due to also the emotional stakes and character stuff yeah. going on mm-hmm. during the fight. Yeah. Very well, good. and the, well, and the comparison I wanted to make was in that fight, Deku is using his fingers to do the like the flicking thing, right? And every time he does it, like yeah. breaks one of his fingers. So he has 10 shots that he can use, you know, and he's down to the last one whenever the end of the fight happens. And here we see him. I, I It reminded me because he's doing a little thing. And the thing. dude re-breaks his fingers. He re-breaks yeah. like his already broken fingers to use extra shots. It's like, that's, that is peak Deku. That is hardcore mm. insanity Deku. And I love that. That was yeah, cool. That's, and it's such a good fight. And here it's like, okay, he's fighting the final boss. Like, all right, he doesn't have any broken bones. I don't think, I don't think he has any like, Nothing is like ailing him. He hasn't like hurt himself trying to go too far. This is like, this is like the whole point. Okay. I let's, I'll tie this all back together and we'll wrap up my hero academia on this page. It even says go beyond and Mm -hmm. go beyond insists upon insists that there is a limit, which you then surpass. And I think that if you, if you remove that limit and there is no limit, you cannot go beyond. That's why my hero academia is bad. Thanks for watching this TikTok. <laughs> you know, it's uh, it's funny you mentioned. Yeah, I technically they're all going past their limits, but now it feels like ass pulls. Like I don't even, mm. I don't know how Bakugo like got stronger. He explained yeah. it's like, oh yeah, now that I my body hurts, like my the blowback got easier to calculate. It's I, like, I don't well, even think I, that's it. Like, I think you're wrong. I I don't know what it is, but that doesn't sound right to me. It's, maybe it is. I don't know. <laughs> like like 
I don't think Horikoshi fully cares or understands how this power up works. Uh, so I, as the audience, I'm like, I'm just going with the flow, right? Like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, okay, well, whatever. Bakugo is stronger now. Let's just go with it. Sure. Uh, yeah. But yeah, it, I feel like we ended up complaining about Hero Academia again. Uh, but it's, I, I mean, I, this chapter, I, am, I mean, yeah, that's... this is, this, I, I'll end it on a positive note. I thought this chapter was very good and very fun. And I wish, I, I wish more of the series was like this. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a weird thing to say because yeah, every time we talk about My Hero Academia, we, we bring up all the issues about it, but we're both still reading it and we're both still reading it because chapters like this exist. It's like every once in a while you get one and you're like, that was sick. That looks great. I mean, I still adore the art every week I read it, but yeah. I, I feel like we're being fair at least. Uh, I, I, I think so. I mean, I'm sure there's lots of you listening or watching here that uh, might like My Hero Academia more than we do. And that is okay. I mean, it's a massively popular series. It, probably the most popular modern day shonen i would say of the past 10 years uh but yeah i mean yeah that's it that's all i got <laughs> yeah well, well well let us know huh if you like the show what, what do you what do you think about like some of the points you made regarding like deku and his power spikes mm -hmm. because that that's that's kind of like the biggest one for me is just deku's development and how it kind of changed the flow of the whole series yeah because uh, yeah. a lot of the side character stuff is fun and interesting and i don't even though i think hori does have an issue kind of balancing multiple storylines often especially oh, in this big climax issue. thing um yeah. just pacing wise and flat i mean guy relies on flashbacks and like the worst like is a crutch i i will not go back to the start of the whole what is it the attack the, on the, the hospital where the it's opposite like, of what we said last boom, week yeah we're at a hospital and then it's like okay, the start of the next chapter is flashback to six days ago. And then during that flashback, you get flashback to two weeks ago. Uh, I, I think we talked about that one maybe last year when it happened, but the, yeah, yeah, there, there was one, was there was also one with like Hawks and yeah, yeah. It, anyway, that's we, what we're talking about where it's yeah. like when he gets yeah, revealed to be, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey guys, Bruce here popping in to say that since we recorded this video on the 15th of November, 2023, we have found out that Vibration Man is in fact axed or ending just a week from now. Keep in mind that we did not have this information when we first recorded this episode and could not re-record this whole part. I think you can see from our conversation that we guessed this might have been the case. Thanks and enjoy the rest of the episode. But yeah. Uh, Alright, so on the other side... Um, good My Hero Academia chapter, some good stuff happening. I hope it continues its quality. There is Vibration Man. This is by Toki Iwai. This is chapter 27. Um, the you're right. The last time we sort of paired these two up together, which was maybe three or four months ago, uh, in spring or summer sometime, we were like, hey, My Hero Academia sucks. We hated this chapter. It was all bad. Good art. Um, look at Vibration Man. Vibration <laughs> Man is good great. Art. Vibration is great. It's doing all these great things. We have this underdog protagonist who's goofy and silly. We understand why he's doing it. It has good writing. All these side characters seem good. Um, and now I don't I don't know about Vibration Man. They they changed some things since last time. So if you aren't up to date, they did, I guess, a little bit of a sort of time skip. They kind of and this is, I guess, the big issue that I have with it. They skipped all the development of our main character powering up. He just sort of learned to be super powerful and is now like God level fighting everyone. And it, it that's like the part I was looking forward to because I thought it was developing and I thought he had the sort of like 
shitty little power that's not supposed to, you know, doesn't seem like it's going to be that strong or you can see its potential, but he hasn't tapped into it yet. And they just kind of skipped over the like discovery period and were like, okay, he's very strong and fast and can do everything now with his power. And he knows how to use like his power perfectly yeah. as well. Um, because even, even someone who did get their powers all at once should be struggling to like, use it properly. Like let's take yeah, Spider-Man for, sure. for example, like, uh, even Sam Raimi Spider-Man, right? Like, uh, he was like, has the like reaction time. Yeah. But he's, he, he sucks at being like swinging around and just normal superhero stuff. Uh, what is it? Is his name? Ayumu? Is this, the uh, Su- Su- Susume? Susumu? Susume. Uh, oh, I'm thinking of the Susumu. Coast. Susumu. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Susumu. Yeah. I, he just, he just knows how to use everything perfectly. He has super speed, super perception, super strength. Yeah. Um. He got all of his powers at once, like Bruce just said, and he's like perfect with them. Which, and this is over the course of two chapters, which is why it's it's why it's odd that we're suddenly negative on it. This happened very fast. Yeah. Like, I mean, this happened. I think maybe four or five chapters ago. Nah, maybe like six or seven, like two or three months ago. It just like happened. It skipped everything. Suddenly, he was like ultra powerful, fighting off protecting people. Yeah, I mean, even just to compare it to Deku, right? Like, Deku, when he starts out, when he gets that power, using that power hurts him. He doesn't know how to control it. And while we do mention, you know, that eventually that stuff kind of goes all out the window, early on, he is definitely learning, like, okay, I need to use kicks more. Uh, I need, you know, this specific piece of gear to help me with this thing. Um, You know, if I go, he does the full cowling, he gets, like, a little power-ups along the way. That is, and this is just, like, it felt like it was going to be really good three months ago. And then they just kind of skipped all the stuff that I was really looking forward to them doing where he like discovers, Oh, I can use vibration to make my body stronger. Or I can use vibration to move really fast by, you know, reducing friction with vibration, which is like a real thing, right? These are all things that I know enough about, um, the way vibration, you know, works IRL that I was kind of looking forward to. And instead it just skipped all that and said, okay, yeah, you can do all that now. And didn't really describe it. Just kind of, yeah, he's, I don't know. He's just he, like before he's fought, he fought this guy, he was just dumpstering like high grade villains and stuff. Yeah, well, this guy's also like a high grade villain that he just did dumpsters in this chapter. So, well, at least this one got like development. The other others yeah. were like one panel uh, dumpstered, you know, like, or they like got, off screen yeah. or off screen. Yeah, exactly. And they skipped the tournament arc that they were having. Yeah, they also with, like, like all- yeah, yeah, I forgot. They also did that. They're like, I even. I don't remember if I actually left a Reddit comment or I just thought about it or maybe we talked about it. But we pe- talked about it. Yeah, we talked about it because people were saying like, oh, my gosh, because it in at the end of one chapter, they tell you like, oh, Susumu like wins this fight, you know, that, that's about to happen. And it was like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe they just skipped this. And I was like, no, 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 don't worry. They're not going to yeah, skip we it. It's going to be in the next like, chapter. And it we wasn't gave the next chapter. Shit. We were like, wow, talk about putting the cart before the horse. It's like you, you think they won't go back to this? Yeah, like you think they're not the going to go back and show the fight? And they did. And it was like four pages of the chapter and it was over really fast. And I almost yeah. wish they had just skipped it. Yeah, it's so weird. I wonder. It's so they weird. Rep- and it's like the odd part about that is that they replaced interesting content with more boring content. Yeah. Like it. it why introduce a side? Like why introduce the side characters? They they didn't get fully developed. They only started to get developed. Yeah. And then the author was like, no, fuck this. Susumu wins. He's super strong now. He's just killing. They've only focused yeah. on him. We haven't seen any other real side character stuff. Uh, I don't know what happened. I, I yeah, I'm, I'm really curious. I wonder if this is a 
sales or pressure thing, but usually Jump Plus doesn't matter for that. I mean, I definitely know that this is, in the West on Manga Plus, I know that this has more readers than a lot of other stuff published you know, around the same time. Um, something else I wanted to mention, just to kind of make a little comparison. Um, so speaking of sort of like a main character with a like, quote unquote, stupid or bad power, I, I always think about Luffy from One Piece, right? He yeah. has what you would think of as a, he's like gum and rubber. That's okay. That doesn't seem very strong. Um, but the cool thing about Luffy did, and did you intend to make that Hunter x Hunter reference? No, I don't make because it Hunter, Hunter that is that is like that, that is the biggest. You just accidentally made like the biggest <laughs> bungee gum has the properties of rubber and gum reference. Anyway, it, I thought that was the thing they say about Luffy. Is that like a is that's that a right, thing that's from him. Hunter Hunter that is like put on? His, Hisoka says it like a million times in Hunter oh, Hunter. Oh, yeah. okay, okay. I, I think that I have absorbed that meme through proximity without knowing what it was. I always thought oh, people it, just it. Yeah. talked about Luffy and that he has the properties of rubber and gum. Like I, that's just a thing. Um, it makes sense that you would think that he, he is rubber and he says gum gum all the time. Right. right so. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That, yeah, that makes sense. Anyways. Um, the, the cool thing about Luffy and his power-ups is that when you get to gear two, which by the way is like 400 chapters in, I don't know, maybe like 250 chapters in, um, when you get to gear two, it explains to you how it works and you go, oh, that's really cool. And then when you get to gear three, it is an expansion on gear two. And then when you get to gear four, it's an expansion on gear two and three and how that works. And then you get to gear four snake man and you go, oh, okay. And it, you know, he's added this other thing on top of it. He's learned to use, you know, X power better and better. Um, that's how you do powering up a weird character, right? You say, I mean, and, and I can even tell you how to do it for Susumu, right? He has vibrations. The first thing he should learn is that, if you're getting hit and you vibrate, the hit can't, you know, fully That's connect perfect. and give all its power into a thing. So you're more durable. If you want to move fast, right? Vibrations reduce friction in things. Um, I'm trying to think of an example where you could see this, but like, uh, I, I don't know. It's hard to think of an example, but like, again, you, like if you vibrate yourself, you have less friction. You should be able to move really fast. That just sort of like, even though, you know, you'd have to, the science of it doesn't really work, but inside a superhero comic, who cares, right? Like, yeah. and you would think that he would sort of learn like, oh, I, I know that my, my vibration can do this. And then, you know, maybe from being able to sort of low friction himself, that means that he can, you know, punch faster or move, you know, a part of him faster to hit harder or, you know, transferring, you know, focus all the vibration into his hand when he punches and that, you know, rocks the world of the other person. There's all these like little steps that they should have taken and they skipped every single one of them. He just like gets powerful in one chapter and then has been overpowered since then. And it's so well, this, this is he's not like he, he doesn't feel like a vibration man anymore. He just feels like Deku. It's just like Superman. Yeah. Or just like I have super strength and super speed and yeah, I can do whatever. Yeah, I he's I not that, even using like, the, the vibrations creatively. Like we would think, you know, oh, shake the, break the ground under the enemy by shaking the ground under him or like throw a guy off his footing by vibrating the ground when he's about to hit me. Like there's all these creative things that you could do with his power and they were doing any of them. You're right. He's just Deku. He's just Superman. It's disappointing. I, I don't. Yeah. And like it, in regards to power creativity, that that aside from him just rushing his powers, uh, the power creativity is a huge issue. You're right. Mm -hmm. Because he, he's just Deku. And I, I kind of wished that they would go more of a, a white beard angle with this. Yeah. Like it doesn't have to be like the earthquakes breaking the glass and shattering everything. But like, I, I don't. I don't want him to have super speed, you know, like 
Yeah. Uh, I know it makes sense, but like. Well, like the super strength one makes less sense, right? The super speed is one is like, I get it. You vibrate, reduce friction. That one makes sense to me. Super strength is like, uh, maybe, I don't know. You shouldn't be that strong. So. I don't know. I don't know either. I don't know. I, I don't know what it's doing. I mean, there's some cool paneling here. Uh, I like this grand press thing. That's a cool thing. And then. Uh, oh, yeah. And then. Not to mention all of this. He's doing all of this while he has this limiter on his neck. And then in this chapter, he's just like, it like quite literally. Is it the, is it Dragon Ball Z where it's just like, take the limiters off or no, that's the Naruto thing. Maybe right. The, is it the, the rock Lee that drops the weights? Dude, literally. Does, right, does, right, right. Does he that does in this that. chapter. He's just like, Oh, I'll just take my neck brace off and completely overpower you. This is also, I love this panel right here. This is really cool with the, um, with the hiragana here, like, put over the panel. Like, this is great. This, I love the, this. It, I see. I, I think there are a lot of things about this that still do work. Like yeah. aside from what we described, I think all of the characters are still fun. Yeah. I, and the main I character is still has a good personality. It, it doesn't really detract from that. This sort of power creep yeah, skipping thing. But for, I think it is more of the meta issue that I'm having, yeah. you know, yeah. uh, it, it is a meta issue and it's a big meta issue. You well, know? And it's also so, sort of like the wasted potential. Which is I, well, really what gets to me is that, you know, two, three months ago when we talked about this, we were like, this is going to be great because it's handling all this stuff correctly. It seems really fun and funny. The main character had very like small progressions with his powers where even though he sort of lost that fight, he like discovered something new and it was on the right path and then something threw it off. I wonder if this is editorial uh, intervention. I wonder if he got a new or different editor. I wonder if the sales were just like, hey, sales aren't low, like better go for it, you know, and you'll get we'll give you 40 or whatever. Um, yeah, I don't know. There could be because I think like I think you're right that the issues are sort of the meta decision making. I wonder if there's some outside meta influence here. That's that's why this is kind of taken a taken a turn here. It, it it does feel like that, right? Like someone's someone's influencing this in some way because this this is just like a complete pivot from what we had earlier. It so, definitely feels like yeah. like everything we've gotten since he sort of got his like super power up does it hardly even feels like the same series. And it was such a sharp turn. Yeah, I don't know. It does. It did. The turn felt so unnatural from where this this series seemed to have been heading prior to that. That yeah, I don't know. I, something happened. Either this is either they told them, hey, you know, you're gonna get X amount of chapters, and he said, okay, I guess I gotta you know accelerate all the stuff, which is you know likely and fair. Or if it's a different editor or what, I don't know. Well, this chapter is called conclusion, which is like a weird thing to name <laughs> the conclusion of a fight twenty chapters in. Yeah. Uh, so I was like. Is this getting axed? What's going on? It's so, uh, yeah, I don't know, because Jump Plus stuff usually doesn't get axed like that often. They, they're because they have unlimited sort of room on Jump Plus, right? Like usually, I mean, they'll let stuff that gets, you know, barely any readers, pub, you know, finish out their run or, you know, do a year or 40 chapters or whatever. So 27 is also a weird, uh, a weird number of chapters to cancel on, but who knows? Yeah. Who knows? That's a weird one. Um, anything else I, on Vibe Man here? I, I don't know. I like I, I don't know how, how this is going to go going forward. I, yeah, uh, I, I, I don't think it's as bad and I don't think it's as I don't think it's bad. I don't think it's as doom and gloom as people are saying just yet, but I can see it going. Yeah, like downhill from here. So well, and I also oh. wonder, you know, maybe maybe the author said, well, I have to accelerate or I need to change things up and did this. And maybe he just needs time to sort of find a different groove or find a new challenge. 
that the main character has to face somewhere in there with his powers. Maybe there's still room to grow. Uh, maybe he's not creative enough with his powers. We, I feel like we need to see the main character lose. And then how is that handled after that? Um, if the main character doesn't ever lose, then it's just canceled or over. Right. Uh, but I think I feel like if we see Susumu lose <clears throat> and then have a need to like actually learn how to use his powers or be more creative or whatever, um, there's still an angle out here. I don't think it's, you're right. It's not totally doom and gloom. It's not totally over. I still like the MC. I like his little girlfriend character. Uh, again, the other side characters were all great. If they ever need to go back to those, they've got them there. So, yeah, there's not one unlikable character in my eyes. I think yeah. they're all they're all interesting and good. This this author, he's uh, a good writer. I, I I felt like he he knew what he was doing. Um, I just don't get this at the moment. Yeah, everything else worked. Yeah, I mean, even so. the even the bad guy he's fighting here with the press powers, like even he's a pretty interesting character, like decent design, got a little hat. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. OK, let's talk about a good superhero manga then. Finally, we can uh, <laughs> we can. Yeah. End up. yeah. So, yeah, hopefully this gets better because I hope it, I, I hope it I, has a turn of some kind. Yeah, because we like it. It's just uh, it did a weird thing. <laughs> yeah. And we had we did get on this very last page, a little tease of like, OK, here's the big bad. He's got some powerful lord. So and the really shiny face. Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully this when this maybe is revealed. Uh, oh, yeah. And then one more complaint. They just make him a full fledged hero when like, you know, 10 chapters ago, they were like, you are literally the worst in the incoming class. You are the lowest scoring like of all things. And that's like, you're a full fledged hero. Now you've skipped everyone else. And now you're the best. All right, let's get over to One Punch Man. Then Yusuke Murata artist story by one. This is some good stuff. It's always good stuff. Uh, it, it is always good stuff. Yeah. I, I would say this is this is probably the most fillery chapter of One Punch Man we picked. Mm -hmm. uh, it was still very fun. A low action chapter for sure. A low a low action chapter, not a fillery chapter. Yeah. Uh, and uh, but it fit the theme. So hell, let's roll with it. Yeah, I I enjoyed this chapter because One Punch Man between arcs tends to get really kind of uh, scatter not scatterbrained it kind of goes off and does oh a bunch of little goofy stuff little side adventures which we've kind of been doing for the past i don't know three or four months with uh one punch man we kind of finished finished a big arc and then have been kind of ditzing around doing some other stuff um, i love those but i i do know that some people are just in it for the action uh yeah i, I, well, love, the, I, I love the goofy side stuff to be honest yeah well and i think the thing that i really like is i really like long connected stories so i like them getting back to a sort of um, streamlined, you know, here's the plot. We're going to go do this. And, you know, it's going to take a couple of chapters to do that, uh, which I, which is kind of what this chapter is setting up, I think, right with the Ninja Village and Blast and uh, what's the speed of sound Sonic and all those guys. And so, Flashy Flash and, and Flashy uh, Flash. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I love this panel at the bottom right here where they reference the little meta section from yeah. last chapter. It's like, so yeah, during those three panels where you were gone looking for Monaco, <laughs> so good. Yeah, the, the fourth wall break with like those panels. This is, yeah, classic, classic one humor here. Um, it, it, it is, it is a very, it's like a, a good gag on top of that because it's, it's very much like a no-no in writing, right? It's like, yeah, so while you were away, I did all this relevant stuff, but yeah, it, it's very much one saying it's like, listen, I'm not going to bore you with with how this is got how any of this stuff happened here we are let's go you yeah. know it's also just it's a good gag because instead i mean they could have just said well you were low 
locating Monaco. I went back to check on things. It's like, and that's yeah. good enough. But, all, but like, you can put a gag in there of like during the three panels or, you know, if this is a book, you'd be like six page, you know, during the two paragraphs while you were doing this, I did that. Um, it's a gag. I like it. Uh, yeah. We've got another sort of big bad, I guess, revealed here that we're probably going to see who's the the village elder who got monsterified, who is also Blast's ex-partner. Is that right? Uh, that's not, correct. Or is it just Blast's ex-partner who's not the village elder? I thought it was all of those. Uh, it, it is all of those. The founder of the ninja okay. village and Blast's ex-partner. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Um, his name is Empty Void, which Perfect. they... There were some jokes, I think, on the next page where they were like, oh, that's like that's repetitive. That's like saying a, <laughs> the, the cracking the cracked broken egg. Or I don't remember exactly what they said, but it, uh, I, I like uh, that Monaco says it because it still stands to explain the joke to the audience. But it's from a character who doesn't is not aware of the redundancy of ninja names in this universe, whereas everyone else knows that they're all redundant as fuck. Yeah. 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 Speed of sound, Sonic. Eccentric, flashy, flash. It, yeah, they're all and just, the eighty other ninjas from last chapter. Yeah, and I don't, I don't remember all their names, but I remember they had some funny ones that were. Uh, there were some really good ones. There yeah. were some in there, but. Uh, but yeah, but then we get the sort of letter from this from Sonic, right? Yeah. Time settle score. Come to my hideout. I wait you alone at the place where childish dreams are seen. We get a big flashback with Flashy Flash and Sonic talking about how they're they're both different. They're not under some. I don't know if it's implied to be like direct mind control or if it's just like implied sort of, oh, they beat you down with hard training and everyone else's mind is broken. But we we our minds are not broken. Um, I think it's yeah, I think it's like that. I think, it's I, I think so, too. But uh, with yeah. the monster at the head of the the ninja group, you never know, I guess. So true. Uh, but yeah, it has has flashy flash and Sonic sort of making an agreement of like, I want to start a new a spot a spot for a new village sonic says and points to a place on the map where it is uh flash flash goes to meet him there this is a good ending to a chapter i really like just the sort of like both drawing their swords and and honestly speed of sound sonic is one of the funniest goofiest characters in, it, in one he gets one. shit on non-stop and i love it i'm here for it yeah he's and I, I i love that speed of sound sonic is like insanely strong right yeah it's it's just like we see him as kind of a weak loser because he only fights Saitama. <laughs> yeah, and it's also like we mention a lot that we like the sort of weak character failing upwards is a funny trope. And I like that Speed of Sound Sonic is the on the other end where it's like an incredibly <laughs> strong character, like failing downwards is never able to like get their way spiraling is life yeah, is just spiraling, spiraling out of control, like just made fun of by everyone gets captured by the other shitty ninjas like. Yeah, he, he tries to turn himself into a monster, gets like stomach pains. Oh, I forgot about that. Thro yeah, throws yeah. it up. Uh, he he's like just running. I remember there's one chapter where he's just like doing something. He's like running and he slips on a dog turd and his own <laughs> shurikens hit him and blow him up. And I'm like, dude, this guy's life just sucks. <laughs> yeah, it's it's very um very like Mr. Did you ever see Mr. Magoo or do you know? who? who yeah, that is? yeah, 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 yeah. Very sort of like just. Nothing can go right for this guy. So I'm fully prepared for him. I haven't read the webcomic, so I don't know where this goes, but I'm fully prepared to him for him to either lose to Flashy Flash or to just have some uh, third party come in and ruin the fight and allow him not to win. Or he or he is a uh, is a negative pressure to himself and he does not. You know, he again, he like slips on something and kills himself or not kills himself, but, you know. I, like I, yeah, he, he has he has strong bones, I guess, like he's still alive. He's, he has to uh, alive, so. 
I, I don't know. I can't speak to his balls, though. I think those are just gone for good. Uh, yeah, I I can't speculate because I, I know what happens in the webcomic. And I, yeah, I just, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, with that said, I have no idea if that's how it goes here. So we'll see. Yeah, they do change stuff up uh, a little bit sometimes. Um, uh, quite often. Yeah, quite often. Like, it, it's like this has been quite faithful to the webcomic as a as after the girl arc i've heard the last so couple like, of chapters yeah after the after the girl stuff ended i've heard that it's been very there's pretty new faithful. stuff in there but yeah it's been faithful uh so i anticipate it going the same way but uh yeah i don't know i i do love the flash saitama dynamic the flashy flash saitama yeah. d- dynamic um of quote-unquote mentor protege yeah that he thinks a, it is. I, I do i like that too it's a fun play on the sort of um uh, yeah gino saitama yeah i was like what's the robot's name yeah gino's (laughs) and saitama thing but it's also like there's a it creates a rivalry between gino's and flashy flash and like tension between them um it's fun also it it, it is like a hilarious mirror because like gino sees him as a mentor and saitama is just like uh okay like Like, uh and Flashy Flash season is a protege and Saitama still doesn't like yeah, he's yeah. never agreed to anything. He's just thrust into these situations. Yeah, which is yeah, it's Saitama is a great character and unique in yeah, a lot. There's not a lot of stories that have protagonists like Saitama. It's one of the reasons I think One Punch Man is so good, especially when Saitama is heavily involved, which he isn't always right. Um, but I think that when Saitama is uh, at the forefront, he's especially him. good. Yeah, he's a very Jack Sparrow like character where mm. if you use him too much, uh, the bit wears off, you know? Yeah, you have to kind of establish your setting, your arc, your stakes, and then use him towards the end of it. Or yeah, well, and it's, something like that. Yeah. And one and Murata are really good. They're really good at that. Right. Because you'll spend tons of chapters about reading about serious. I'm trying to think of like so like. In the monster, I don't remember the name of the arc, but where like Tatsumaki is fighting the other big psychic girl and there's all there's all this like kind of super serious, like straight across normal, you know, superhero, supervillain versus stuff, threat of the world. You know, all the tank top guys are there and it's like it's like mostly completely serious. And then you would cut to like Saitama and Flashy Flash and Saitama is just like being goofy or like, you know, talking to a monster or he works. He, you're right that he doesn't work if Saitama is sort of always on screen, always a presence. But One Punch Man is so good about setting up these kind of like hyper serious situations. And then Saitama is there to like dissolve the tension, relax the scene, the tension in like such a fun, funny way. Exactly. Like if he's there all the time, there are no there's no tension. There's no stakes. Exactly. Saitama yeah. resolves everything. Yeah. And but yeah, one keeps him away. And I. It helps that Saitama it has no ambition and he's also very dumb. Like, so yeah. he doesn't get to the right spot. He And he mentioned this quite, he, uh, Saitama himself mentions this quite a bit, but he never gets to the fight in time ever. Right, yeah. Because if he was there at the start, it would just be over, which is like a... Right. <laughs> yeah. It's interesting. You, you said something that reminded me that Saitama is like always there to resolve the tension. I think that's like, that's a really smart angle because... If they set up all this seriousness, Saitama comes in with his silliness and relaxes that tension. Or if they build up a big fight that Saitama has to enter and everyone else has been defeated, right? Like with Garo, right? Like they've built this all up. 
okay, we get serious face Saitama. He does the fight and he's going to relieve that tension, right? So Saitama is the ultimate mm-hmm. sort of like pressure release valve for a story. Um, and the way that one and Murata use him is just masterclass. It, it is so good. Like, I, I think uh, a good, like a good example of this is early on during the Seeking arc because mm-hmm. it it just showed everyone like trying their hardest, getting close, but ultimately getting whomped by the Seeking. And towards the end of that arc, no one was close. No one was even close to being on the Seeking's power level. And uh, then Saitama, I think that Saitama's punch was the most anticlimactic punch. He punches a hole right through him and doesn't even address the Seeking or anything he's done that arc. Yeah, he's just got him. Uh, He's like, okay. It's yeah. just, because that, it, that's what it is. It's just a everyday goon that Saitama is fighting. Uh, where it's a, yeah. where it's like a world threat to everyone else. Yeah, I just like took out Genos, took out all the other. Was it, there was some other A class, I think, that he took out, but I don't remember. It, but he he Sonic was do, uh, putting up a fight. That's right. Sonic, Sonic had to run. Yeah. There was Puri Puri Prisoner. Who that's lost. the other one. Puri Puri Prisoner. Yeah, was the other. Yeah. One. Um. Uh. Yeah. I mean, it's just a. It's it's really. I hadn't thought about it in that way until you mentioned it. But yeah, he's just. There's One Punch Man is really good at building up really good tension of, of lots of different kinds, like lots of diverse types of tension. And then anytime Saitama enters into any of those, he is almost always a release valve, either, like I said, either like making a joke to relieve some seriousness or to kill them, fight the thing off. And, you know, that tension is then released. Um, and that's why like the pacing and the flow of One Punch Man is so good because you're constantly getting tension building and release, which is like just a very standard storytelling flow to, to stick to like going all the way back to my hero academia that has been very high tension for a long, long time. And we have not gotten any release. And that to me, that is sort of a poor pacing uh, decision there. So. Uh, it, it also sucks that it kind of lost me on the stakes. Like I, I don't feel committed. I don't feel tense, you know, like, well, because when you're, but yeah, you do feel tense and then you feel tense for so long that you're like, okay, I have to release, you know, I, I feel tense no longer because I felt tense for so long, right? Like that, that nothing means anything anymore. Yeah. Right. You have to have, it's, you know, you have to have cold to be to experience hot, you know, the good and the bad. It's like, if it's all one thing, eventually that one thing loses its power. Right. So, uh, another manga, uh, not to sidetrack too much, but another manga that does, that did the pressure release, uh, plot point very well is the Skypea arc of one piece where Luffy and yes. uh, Inel, who just shit stomped every single person he came across, uh, unbe- unbeatable character. Luffy and him were kept apart the whole arc. He has lightning powers. Luffy has rubber powers. I, everyone can do the math. Mm. That's the reason why they were separated the whole arc. So at the end, when it came together and Inel seemed invincible, Luffy's rubber was such a great pressure release, mm-hmm. you know, because Oda did the, the Inel face, the gags, you know, that yeah, the ultimate pressure release. Classic. Yeah. Yeah. And, and again, that's and that's a like sort of a multifaceted where it's like the fight is over at the same time as you get a gag. And it's like, yeah, so you get all the pressure release of all the tension. Yeah, it's great. That's that's a that's a perfect example of the sort of build, yeah, build tension, it, release tension. Yeah, super good. Um, anything else on One Punch Man? Anything else on superhero manga in general? Uh, I, I don't I love One Punch Man. And uh, if you ever read the Reddit threads, ignore the webcomic readers who are <laughs> who just bitch anytime anything from the webcomic has changed. Uh, they are not special. Uh, I am a webcomic reader. I am special, though. So listen to me. Uh, just enjoy, 
just enjoy the new One Punch Man. It's very good. Yep. Cool. Uh, let's go into the news because there is a little bit of news this week. Uh, top of the hour, Blue Box is getting an anime. Yay! I love Wahoo. Blue Box. Um, that, I mean, that, that's that's a slam dunk, right? It's just it should be. Over, I mean, it's, yeah, yeah, it's excellent. Um, I think we talked about it decently recently, like maybe yeah. a month ago. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just a super solid, like super good romance story. Really good character writing, pretty good kind of sports background to it. Um, I th- I'm trying to remember the studio. They announced uh, the two voice actors, and it's the girl who played Luluco. She's done others. Oh, tons of other stuff. Both these. She's uh, she's amazing. Yeah, I think her name is Ruina. I don't remember exactly. I don't have it up in front of me, but um, yeah, her and then the the main guy. I'm trying to remember if he had anything I could remember. Wait, I, are you, you're talking about Lolico from Space Patrol? Lolico, yes, right? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Got it. I believe uh, that voice actress is uh, is this character here. So yeah, I mean this this is this is a slam dunk. This should boost sales. I think sales are already really high for Blue Box. It's really good. Um, if you are curious about Blue Box, go and find the one shot and read it. I think the series has kept up the same energy as the one shot. Uh, it is, it's got Rewa energy. It has really good season, quote unquote, season two vibes. They have sort of progressed from being a first year boy and a second year girl to a second year boy and a third year girl. And I think they've introduced new great side characters. Side characters are all really good. Um, yeah. And like, not to go too much into chapter discussion, but the most recent chapter where it's, they're very much doing the hidden relationship thing, minor spoilers, uh, where they're like, hey, we don't know if we want to tell everyone. I have a really mature conversation where it's like, well, you know, we don't really care if all of our friends knew, but the problem is we live together at home with your family, and they're afraid that if other people knew, their family would know, and that they wouldn't let her live there. And it's like, they want her to live there because they're dating, obviously. Living with your yeah. girlfriend sounds fucking rocks, I'm sure. But so, again, they had like really, it's really mature well-written characters really great romance pretty good sports stuff uh sports stuff isn't super the focus but it it, it is at times and i think it's pretty well done um yeah character you, you, it's great so the main character plays badminton right and i i don't think i've told anyone this but i love badminton uh it's great. i love playing it uh i i wanted more bad badminton man i i, I thought there'd be more <laughs> badminton yeah, uh, there's not a whole lot. It's 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 very much a background thing driving and, the character stuff. And but. Let me let me just say there shouldn't be more Batman. This is perfect as is. Stick to the romance. But as a bad badminton fan, and there being no other manga about badminton, I was like, oh, show me more badminton, man. Yeah. I want to see more of that. I used to for years and years. Um, I would go over to my aunt and uncle's house. They had I had cousins over there. Um, and they had a badminton net, and it would it was like. Every Christmas, every birthday that was over there, we would just mess around and play badminton. So yeah, it's it's yeah, it's great. I think it's especially great for like kids to play for whatever reason. For sure. It's like, an insane workout too. It can be, yeah, for sure. Um Yeah. Cool. Uh let's see. What else do we have on the news? We have the return. So there is a series called Nekotete by author Noble, who also did a series called Musuo Telepathy. It's gonna be resuming after they reposted all of their current chapters, which only, I think, is about 40 or so. Uh, this is a sort of four-coma comedy gag manga. The one that's resuming is about a cat who can transform into a girl or a girl who can transform into a cat, both ways. Um, 
but there's a boy who really loves cats and like finds her as a stray and loves her and then she transforms into a girl and it turns out they go to school together and that's the cause of many hijinks i just read this earlier today so you think she sh- she shits in a litter box i don't know there's a lot of weird stuff that i think that they will address because it seems like they're addressing some of the stuff like she's <laughs> like someone offers her chocolate and she's like oh no i can't i can't eat that it's like yeah because cats can't eat chocolate and she yeah. her diet is is like all she likes tuna and whatever else all the oh the cat treat that the the main character had so um this is a cute one keep an eye out on it yeah tim you've read uh muso telepathy is that right read all of it baby uh even the epilogue it was great um a few years ago uh tomo chan and uh muso telepathy was like the biggest shit. It was, it was the daily four coma magazine mm-hmm. or not magazine manga that uh, everyone on Reddit was reading every day, day to day. Discussions were huge. Threads were huge. Uh, it's a cute series. If, if you haven't read Muso Telepathy, Telepathy, uh, go check it out. It is fluffy. It's light. It's fun. And honestly, surprisingly good character stuff. Nice. I mean, so, that's kind of the same way I felt about Tomo-chan. So I was like, oh yeah, I'll read Tomo-chan. It seems like it'll be pretty, yeah, it'll be cute and funny, whatever. And it's like, oh, it actually does some pretty, pretty nice stuff in it. Yeah. And uh, there is this, like in telepathy, there is this bitchy rival girl. Oh, the blonde girl? Who, the blonde girl. Yeah. And everyone hated her, kind of. Uh, she was the annoying. The readers, right? Yeah, the readers. Yeah. yeah. Uh, by the end of it, she's everyone's favorite character, bar none. Ooh, like really? she's easily the best character. Yeah. Uh, Cause I also, so, went, I also went and read 20 ish chapters of this, which 20 chapters is like 20 pages. So it's like, I read like one chapter of this, but oh um, yeah, fair. also seems very cute. I mean, there's like 780 chapters, which re- are chapters quote unquote, which really, uh, uh, you know, if you scale it down, it's probably something like 30 or 40 chapters to get through. So I, I'm a huge fan of character redemptions where mm-hmm. it, if an author can make, make you go from hating a character to loving a character that's talent everybody know? loves a good zuko man you can't it's zuko you can't yeah, everyone loves everybody a good loves zuko. a good zuko everybody loves a character redemption and, so. and yeah oh my god zuko is such a good one <laughs> yeah but yeah so we yeah, got that let's see what else uh i don't want to go into too much details on this but i did want to mention it uh some information came out about the mappa adaptation of jitsu kaisen season two Apparently, you know, overwork is a huge issue in Japan. Um, and apparently this team, which this, uh, from what I understand, this animation team was responsible for Jujutsu Kaisen Season 1, uh, the Jujutsu, Jujutsu Kaisen Zero movie, Chainsaw Man, and then Season 2 of JJK, um, which I listed four pretty big projects. I think all four of those have been done in three years uh, and so they have, and, a, and to, it's good quality work too, right? It so is it's like they're stretched thin. I mean, and well, and that's the thing is that a bunch of them came out and were pretty much like, Hey, the next episode of season two, you're not going to get because we are way overworked. Or I think you maybe not get the two episodes from now or something, but there was a big thread, I think by, I think it was one of the animators. Um, and then two or three other animators came and chipped and, and, uh, threw their two cents in on Twitter. Basically they said like, we're way overworked. We've been way overworked for years on this team, right? Who's been doing, because, you know, the normal production for an anime, something like, especially if it's like a 24 episode thing like Jujutsu Kaisen, I think season one of Jujutsu Kaisen, they got like a year and eight or nine months. And then for the movie, they got like six months or like less than a year. And then for Chainsaw Man, they got like a lot less than that. And then for season two, they got like four months to work on it. So yeah, just increasingly, 
uh, more and more issues, a lot of them pointing at the CEO of MAPPA, who is taking a lot of the heat, at least from the uh, comments and things that I've seen. He seems to should. Right. So. As a figurehead of a company, you you are there to take the heat when you are overworking your clearly incredibly talented employees. Yeah, they really need to fix like they need to fix whatever problem they they currently have, Um, because I I don't think season release matters as much as keeping the talent on. Um, Mm -hmm. If you remember, these are all Madhouse ex Madhouse employees. A lot of them that, that Madhouse dissolved and a lot of them went to MAPPA. You don't want MAPPA dissolving, at no. holding all these projects. You don't want MAPPA dissolving uh, because they burnt it, burnt their talent out too much. You yeah. know what I mean? Well, and, so. and we've made jokes in the past, or I have at least, about how, oh, there's a new show getting adapted. Who's going to do it? It's like, oh, it'll, it's going to be MAPPA, right? Because they've just gotten like, they almost do everything. everything. Well, yeah. and so the reason for that apparently is that the CEO is like this greedy money-grubbing guy who doesn't, you know, who will just work his talent as hard as he can and take as many projects as he can because that makes MAPPA bigger, MAPPA more money. That means he has more money. So, because yeah, it, it, it's crazy for the past two or three years that it's like, okay, who's doing the next? Okay, they did, uh, they did Jujutsu Kaisen, they did Chainsaw Man, they've done, who, what else did MAPPA do? They grabbed up a bunch of stuff. Is, is you know, short, I, and it's too I, much. I, so, I understand the thought process, but there's like a breaking point, right? Because yeah. he, they, he, Technically, it's a good business decision. He got all of the the biggest IPs, uh, manga IPs in the world right now. And uh, he has them all under his company's umbrella and put them out at great quality. But of course, the breaking point was hit. You're yeah, you can't you can't do it forever. You know, well, it definitely kind of sounds like they hit a breaking point, you know, about two or three years ago, which is when kind of people started to make the jokes about it. Um, and it sounds like they've been at a breaking point for years now, at least the, the people who are tweeting about this Jujutsu Kaisen season two work. So don't, don't they have a uh, one punch season three? They do. They have, I believe there's announced that they uh, have one punch season three. Let me, uh, let me go to their Wikipedia real quick. Cause I can see what they've they, got coming down. Uh, um, I don't know how they'll do that. They got, they're yeah, stretched. Finland thin. saga I, season two, uh, Lazarus. Yeah. Yo, don't get me wrong. Like they have, they had the talent to make One Punch Man season three. Yeah, do they have the resources, I guess, you know, well, like, and do they have the, the resources to make One Punch Man season three and Chainsaw Man season two or the Chainsaw Man movie at the same time and Vin Saga season three at the same time? And the thing is, they're going to try to do all that at the same time unless something changes here. So and JJK and yeah, Attack on Titan. Yeah. Oh, well, I guess Titan Titan's stuff, over. But, yeah. but you're right. Yeah, they did. Yeah. They did also take Attack on Titan. Yeah. But that now that that's done, then maybe that frees up some space for them. But yeah, best wishes go out to all those animators and everyone who is overworked in Japan, which I know is all of you. So uh, I'd like to plug uh, undersubscribed YouTube channel called um, anime anime uh, animator dormitory. Uh, it's on YouTube. It has like 50 subscribers, but it's oh, okay. uh, a bunch of Japanese animators, independent animators uh, trying to make a living independent and they animate their day in the life of an animator. So if you want a perspective on what working the Japanese animation industry is like, I would you I would go to that YouTube. Very uh, cool. It's very good. Yeah. Yeah. There's been uh, a lot of there's a lot of other stuff that you can definitely find, but yeah, Japanese uh, anime yeah, dormitory. It, Check that out. Yeah. Um. I right. I'll can give me put a link in the description. I'll just uh. Yeah. This is, this is such a good one. Yeah. Link in the description. Uh, Send me that link, and I'll, I'll I'll remember to put it on. 
Um, that last thing I've got on the news is Weekly Shonen Jump, two new series coming out in uh, issue 52, which is the last issue of the year, and then issue number one of next year. Uh, those technically, I think, occur the last week of November and the first week of December, or maybe the last two weeks of November for us. I believe the... I believe the issue that is coming out this Sunday, so the what, like the 18th or 19th for us? The 19th, yeah. Um, should be issue 51. So then we should get, yeah, so there should be the 26th is 52, and then December 3rd is. So two new series there. We'll be talking about those on the podcast. Uh, the two new series announced are a series called Green, Green, Greens by Kento Terasaka. Uh, his previous work was called Beast Children. I believe that was in Weekly Shonen Jump or maybe on Jump Plus. That was a rugby thing. Um, and the oh. other on issue number one is called Rui Rui Senki by Kento Amamiya. Uh, they did a one-shot called Shikigami about a year ago. Uh, I went and read that, just curiosity. Uh, and I thought it was pretty good. Um, feels very much like a Chapter Zero intro to a shonen thing. Uh, the MC was hilarious and much different, even though kind of everything around him felt very typical. Um, you can go check out that Shikigami work. Uh, if you search uh, Shikigami uh, Kento Amemiya, uh, you should be able to find it. So yeah, two things coming up. We'll we'll, we'll cover those in time. Uh, but that's it for the news. Anything else you wanted to call out there, Gautam? Uh, nope. Cool. Uh, let's move on to one more thing. So you and I went to go see this in theaters because I'm a big David Fincher fan. I think we both are. The Killer, it was, was an interesting movie. We spent a lot more time talking about it than maybe any other movie we've seen in years, I feel like. Yeah, there was a lot yeah, to talk I'd about so. this one. Really interesting movie. Um, I liked it a lot. I think I've come down on, actually, I liked that movie a lot. Uh, I will. I, I think the thing you have to tell people and I don't think it's spoilers, is I think you have to know going into The Killer. So most of David Fincher's movies are just sort of thrill, action thrillers, thriller, suspense type movies. Um, this is a dark comedy. It, yes, there is some thriller and action elements to it, but The Killer, I think straight up, going into it if you're going to watch it, is a dark comedy. If you know that, I think you will be prepared for what it is. I think you will enjoy it more. Uh, I completely agree. I, I think it is... I don't think you will like the movie unless you either understand that mm -hmm. through context or you go in with those expectations. Yeah, because uh, I, I think something that messed Gautamon up when we saw this was that I was kind of expecting a, a thriller, you know, some kind of thriller action suspense type movie. Um, and it's actually just not that. And and it, I would say that it does explain itself to you and show you what it is very early on, but it's kind of hard to break from. I've seen every other Fincher movie and he's never really made a movie quite like this. Uh, very different, very interesting. So I, I liked it a lot though. It, yeah. And it was also very subtle, but it was kind of like, uh, it's hard to describe without. It's really hard. Yeah. Yourself, Once you see it, you'll kind of, yeah, you'll just take our word. Yeah. Pick our word that it's a weird one and that it's good. If you go in with the proper expectations. Yeah, exactly. Uh, can you, can you pull up this image I sent you? Oh, yeah. One sec. Uh, da, da. <laughs> yeah, this is this He's is great. the TLDR of the killer. He says to the movie, I don't give a fuck and then proceeds to give a fuck for the rest of the movie. And that I mean, and that really is the. That is the crux of the comedy in the movie is that. Yeah, yeah. I, again, not too many spoilers. 
This killer tries to tell you the type of person that he is and then proceeds to not be that person throughout the movie in a in a pretty funny uh, and interesting way. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, Got some, good, good, good flick. Yeah, really good flick. I, I definitely have come down, I think, on the side of that. Actually, I really like that movie. Um, Captain, tell me about you've been two days ago. You told me you were starting Fargo season one and now you've watched a little bit more from what I understand. I've watched up till season three. I finished season three. Uh, Fargo cool. season one is I'd say masterclass television. Mm, uh, I've seen season one and it's very, very, very good. It is great. I it, the villain is uh, kind of like a representation of the devil. It feels like I mean, it's a human murderer, but like he's so evil that it's like borderline mustache twirlingly force of chaos. Like it, it's very the devil of, himself evil. Kind yeah, of, it's very sort of know? mythological almost. In exactly. Yeah, he's he barely feels human sometimes, but I usually don't like those villains because they're too mustache twirly and they they don't have the nuance or relatability that other types of villains do. But in this, it's he's perfect. It's Billy Bob he, Thornton, right? You're talking about exactly. Yeah, yeah, Billy he's Bob Thornton, real good. He is an amazing actor. He is unnerving every scene he's in. Every scene he's in is tense and like, funny, too. I remember there's a lot yeah. of just, again, sort of a dark comedy. Uh, it, it is also a dark comedy. Yeah. Yeah. It, well, it, it's as funny as it can be, you know, yeah. uh, given the circumstances. And it is pretty funny. So okay, well, have season ever, one is great. Have you ever seen the the Fargo movie? The original quote, unquote? Fun, funnily enough, I, I haven't seen Dude, that Dude, bro. OK, I I love Joel and Ethan Coen's movies and Fargo, in my opinion, is their best movie. I actually think Fargo really? is maybe one of my top five movies of all time. I Holy love crap. You okay, should, I'll, I'll watch that. Yeah, so it's it has some of the similar things with season one, uh, but it's pretty it's pretty different, I would say. And it's it, it's so good. And yeah, because that's it's one thing I wanted to call out is that like Fargo is like a really hilarious dark comedy movie, but it's also kind of got that thriller suspense thing going on. Um, you really need to go watch it. I don't think it influences any of the other seasons because I think season two and three are like flashback or like happened in the past. Right. Or something like that. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I don't think there's any commonality between like the seasons or the movie. Only season one in the movie, they, but yeah, they have like the same kind of universe, but uh, season one is goddamn fantastic. Season yeah. two is also fantastic. Uh, not as good as season one, but very, very good. Amazing television. Season three was hot dog shit. Ooh, uh, really? Okay. And I went to the subreddit because I'm like, because I want to see if other people aligned with my opinion and hated season three. And that's everyone's favorite season. Everyone on the subreddit is like, oh, I love season three. I fucking love season three. It's so it's so like uh, cerebral. And and they're using all these artsy fartsy words. And I'm like, you piss me (laughs) off. You quit telling me how cerebral it is. Tell me what you like about it. Nothing works for me uh so anyway uh okay that's with, he, with ewan mcgregor in it right is he in, in season three uh, uh yeah that's what this is maybe he looks different oh he is that god damn that is mcgregor holy yeah, shit yeah and mary elizabeth instead who's yeah he, he looks very different in fargo so i didn't put that together i i expect him to look like jesus and obi-wan every single time so yeah Sometimes oh i, I forgot yeah okay I'm 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 looking at the wiki now. I forgot that this is Noah Hawley who does this, and he did the Legion TV show. Did you ever watch that? I hear that was good. I hear yeah. it was cerebral as well. If, okay, yeah, it's very cerebral. It's very weird. I think I watched one season of it and was like, I don't think 
I liked watching it. it it's really weird and out there. Um, it's really interesting, I think, especially if you're into filmmaking and really different stuff, because it uses a lot of elements that are just not normal. Um, Fargo has a little bit of that, but it's a lot more grounded, I would say. So season, season three is not. It's uh, it's very much really weird. It's weird. OK, then you it's might weird. not like Legion because Legion is really fucking weird. Well, things can be weird and I can like them. Like I like Requiem yeah. for a Dream. That was very weird. Yeah. Uh, but but like, I don't know. This was just hot nonsense. Like I, I didn't like any hmm. of the characters. Uh, there's no one to 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 say it's like, oh, I hope this character sees some form of success. It's like, no, I don't. I just don't give a shit if anything happens to any of them. Uh, I don't know. Season three was not my thing. That's so weird. I'm like looking at the reviews. So, okay, Far Fargo season two has the highest tomato meter. Season one is second. Then the movie Fargo. I don't know why they haven't ranked in here. Season three at number four. Season four at number five. So oh, that's, people tend that's, to think that the fourth one is the worst one. And then season three and then two is the best one is second best. So shit, dude, none of them connect. If, if it's bad, just <laughs> skip it. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I, I kind of appreciate there's been a lot more television recently. That's the sort of uh, oh, what do they call it? Where every season is just sort of a its own little thing. standalone uh, got, uh, anthology. It's an anthology. Anthology. Yeah. yeah. Anthology yeah. series. Yeah. Because like American Horror Story is a big one that I know a bunch of my friends were into right. a couple of years ago. But cool. Yeah, I, I should check out Fargo again. I should rewatch season one because I remember liking it a lot. So uh, you would love it. You would love you love season one and two, I think. Yeah, I, I definitely should go watch it um cool anything else can you ready to sign off and call it quits uh let's call it man cool let's get out of here hey thank you again everyone for listening or watching don't forget to leave us feedback comments upvote thumbs up any positive reinforcement you can leave us please go do that we really appreciate comments um check out twitter and patreon linked in the description and gautam's youtube which he's going to send me also linked in the description um or his the youtube video that he suggested uh thank you again for being with us this week uh, see you guys later and don't forget to read more manga. You wanted to see if I'd remember to say goodbye, and I almost I did. didn't. I was like, if I pause, will he say it? <laughs> yeah, did, did, did you see how I kind of panicked and almost didn't say it? <laughs> a little bit, yeah. Oh, sorry. yeah well, that's why like, I put that little like introduction in, but then I was like, I don't want to do that every time. Be like, me telling yeah. you to say goodbye now, Gautam. <laughs> like, goodbye now, Gautam. <laughs>